Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kins 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, Spurs will not be back in action until the end of the week this Friday when they face the Washington Wizards to continue their season and their rodeo road trip. We'll definitely talk a lot about that later on this week at Lockdown Spurs. But what are we doing today? We're going to be looking back at DeJounte Murray's play at the All-Star game his first time. Uh, kind of give us our thoughts, takeaways, you know. Just overall, you know, giving him his flowers, as the kids say. But also, ask a bigger question. Is he a one-hit wonder? Was this it for DeJounte Murray at the All-Star game? And then briefly talk about Mono Ginobili's big, big milestone, hopefully to another one down the road for him. To do that, I am joined by Quinn Hudson. He's with San Antonio Sports Star and co-host of the Sunday Sports Grill and big, big Cowboys fan. Quinn, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs, and uh, you know I'm glad to have you back. I got to get you back on here a lot more often. Oh, Jeff, I'm glad to be here. Uh, exciting times. Uh, I like this part of the NBA season uh, coming right behind the uh, All Star Game, and this year I felt like the All Star Game is going to give new life because it was uh, in in years past it's been kind of a ho hum, but I think this was really the true rising stars played yesterday. Yeah. Exactly. And um, you look at the overall weekend, you know, I, I thought the three point shootout was fun. I thought the, uh, the well, at least the final quarter of the All-Star game was really good. Steph Curry going just ballistic from the three line. Uh, 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 Quinn, do they really got to just ditch the whole dunk contest? Cause that was just atrocious. I don't. I, I don't think so. But I think what has happened, what's become apparent, because just a couple of years ago, um, I believe what Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon gave uh, the NBA fan base was something special that really, uh, not since probably Vince Carter or going back to Jordan, have we seen where it was just this unbelievable, you know, game-changing type of acrobatics. Um, I, I think what's happened, though, is we've gotten to a point where someone like Ob Toppin is doing a dunk where he's literally taking the basketball, placing it on the backboard, and sliding it into the rim, which is an amazing feat. But we're so underwhelmed by what we've seen with this athleticism. I would like to see them evolve it to a where it's almost like horse, where the that, that the fan engagement happen, where we get the suggestions from the crowd, and then these these participants have to execute the same dunk and now we're just measuring their creativity within the same type of dunk and now you really can look at the how emphatic it was with force with creativity within by delivering it so i think that's where it needs to go it needs to evolve because right now the way it's structured the dynamic is just not uh it's not fan friendly on tv watching it and i don't think Mm -hmm. it, it has the zest that it's intended yeah, yeah. I was watching the dunk contest and I was dozing dozing off. Um, you know, I, I get, you know, A for effort, you know, uh, Anthony with the uh, Timberlands, uh, <laughs> Jalen Green, you know, not A for effort for not giving up ever, ever. Right. But they, I mean, yeah. that, that, they got to stop with the repeated attempts. Eventually, you got to read the crowd, don't you? You got to read the crowd and say, like, you know what? This is not working. 
even with the Timberlands, I felt like just watching Cole Anthony uh, take the Timberlands out of the box and lace them up and put them on. There was no, there was no one on the microphone to hype the crowd. We were literally would just the TV was was zooming in on him play, putting on the Timberlands and mm. lacing them up. It, that whole dynamic took about five to six minutes, and, and that's not good for TV, and, it's, and it definitely doesn't build any anticipation. The better dunks were at the actual All-Star game itself, which, which lends to the fact that the stars have to participate. They really do. John Morant, you know, dunking, you know, during the game was great to see. Even DeJounte Murray, we'll talk about him in a bit. Alley-oop dunk off the uh, backboard, kind of a la Tracy McGrady. You know, the stars don't participate anymore, Quinn, and that's what really built it up. Jordan would do it. Kobe did it. Uh, Dominique did it. You know, it's it's not star heavy anymore. It's not, and I think LeBron is the catalyst for this. I think he has changed that culture where it was the passing of the torch, even, you know, as you mentioned, and Kobe did it, and then we got to LeBron, and LeBron was just kind of like, no, not going to do it, and and everyone's follow suit. Even take it further, when the three-point contest was taken on, and it was great to see a, a, a big man like a Carl Anthony Towns shooting mm-hmm. the three, uh, but you had people like Kennard that are not necessarily household names either. And uh, by the way, while this three-point shooting contest was going on, guess who was sitting courtside? You know, Steph Curry. And so yeah. you, you've got the NBA, the ambassadors of the league in their prime that are still doing these things. And it's a missed opportunity. It should be the opportunity to highlight these players and instead – they're they're giving a a back they're taking a back seat on these prime nights like Saturday and the mm-hmm. fans are watching but at the same time we're wishing who wasn't there it's like watching the home run derby and all the home run hitters are not participating right. yeah yeah hopefully they'll get that uh, fixed but I mean look the and then I felt like they overcomplicated the skills competition I felt like it was just oh. like like nobody knew what was going on like I felt like what are we doing you know you know it, it, you know so, Sometimes like yeah. don't don't fix what's not broken. I agree a hundred percent. I felt like there was just too many creative uh, chefs in the kitchen trying to yep. trying to trick it up for to for appeal, and that wasn't a part that was wrong. It, we actually like to see the, the the dynamics of what had been done in, in years past, and just let the players go. We see the speed and the agility, and and just marvel at it. But yeah, I think they overcomplicated that, and it didn't even appear as if there had been a lot of practice and awareness mm-hmm. on how to do it. It was very choppy. He is Quinn Hudson. He is with San Antonio Sports Star, and he's joining me on this episode of Locked On Sports. He's also the host of the Sunday Sports Grill. My favorite segment you got there is the grill it or chill it. You know why? I like the sound effects. It's something about the sound oh, effects I, I like. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> but, y'all, but y'all y'all do like a lot of stuff, right? It's not just like NBA. Y'all y'all cover NFL, uh, boxing, everything, right? Oh yeah, we uh, we found ourselves. We take ourselves down a path. We not we leave a couple of segments open every Sunday just for us to let the tea leaves go and and let it take where it goes. And this past Sunday, you know, we got into this whole WWE discussion of wrestlers and past wrestlers and 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 theatrics that they used to do. We also, you know, we always go in in the NFL season, we do a betting segment where we take top picks in your parlays. And this week we chose to go down the road of how to make the All-Star game relevant. And so we got into a debate on who would be the the All-Star MVP. And we all 
place bets on players, and I had my money on Devin Booker, and for a while it looked like he had a mm-hmm. legitimate shot at being the MVP. He was very efficient in the first half, um, but then, you know, Steph Curry happened, and then that just kind of <laughs> put the kibosh. But we thought DeRozan was a good storyline. Um, I I actually thought maybe a, a Jared Allen or a local, like a Cleveland guy might get it. Um, it was evident LeBron was going to take the most shots. I, I, it, right. He he and Giannis look, and Embiid look like they absolutely were intending to go for it. So Yeah. I had my money on, on a Greek Freak getting the MVP. Did not expect Steph to go just, you know, crazy from the three line or should I say the half court line at the rate he was shooting um, in that game. But all, it was a good game. But we're here to talk about your Spurs, and that is DeJounte Murray making his all-star debut. Quinn, not too bad. 20-plus minutes, no. 17 points, a couple razzle-dazzle plays. Uh, we mentioned the uh, T-Mac-style lob off the backcourt to himself for the dunk. Him and LaMelo Ball hooked up for a nice alley-oop pass. He did pretty good, uh, Quinn. What are your thoughts? I did, too. I, I felt like the, the, the biggest takeaway of, of watching DeJounte in this All-Star game was he looked comfortable. He looked like he belonged out there and I was thinking for people who don't get a lot of visibility to watch Spurs games because there's not a lot of national coverage of the Spurs right now this was a first look for a lot of people really getting to see DeJounte unless the Spurs are playing their team and here he was doing what he does well doing a little facilitation being a little bit of a catalyst on defense showing his athleticism his versatility and to me all the all the makings of what his skill set is was on firm display and amongst other stars in the league he looked like he belonged in that on that floor at that time it was great to see football might be over but basketball is in full steam as both pro and college hoops are underway from all the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next few fired coach is going to land betterline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs betterline remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season and it's not just basketball betterline.net is your source for hockey boxing ufc odds right down to olympic coverage and information head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions betterline where the game starts Yeah, he looked very comfortable. He even uh, told everybody ahead of the game, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm I'm from Seattle. We're built for this. And what he meant by that was that the street ball style, you know, no, you know, lax defense, you know, just going nuts on the court, you know, and he definitely uh, showed that he hit on the head. You know, he, he looked very comfortable out there, meshed well, picked up a block, you know, got some rebounds, really, really, really just giving a show for the fans out there. He definitely enjoyed the experience. Uh, you know, he was sharing on social media, you know, the new shoes he's debuted, you know, his walk onto the stage. Uh, it was just a good game for him. Uh, it was good to see a spur finally getting represented out the all-star game. Been a few years since that has happened. Last one was LMA, LaMarcus Aldridge. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. it was a good, good showing from the first time all-star Quinn. But now comes the big question. Is this it for him? He's made it very known after the game. Uh, Sunday, that he's not a one-hit wonder that he wants to come back. But, Quinn, let's look at the tail of the tape. He wasn't voted in by fans. He wasn't picked by coaches. 
for the reserves. It took an injury to Draymond Green and an endorsement by Draymond Green uh, to uh, Adam Silver to get him in. Took all that. Quinn, was this it for him? Do you foresee multiple All-Stars under his uh, belt uh, as, as his career continues? Jeff, I do without a question. And I, I get it. it. It definitely was not the, the, the path that he would, he would choose, nor really deserving uh, for him to go down this road. But we've seen this before. We've seen Damian Lillard have to go down this path where he was in obscurity of Portland and not necessarily being a, a household uh, name as far as the team's success. And so people knew Dame, Damian Lillard was doing well, but he still wasn't getting the accolades amongst his peers and from uh, just the, uh, the average NBA fan. And so you saw him on the outskirts. Um, last year, look at Devin Booker. I felt like Devin Booker should have been a shoe-in where it was really CP3 and Chris Paul was getting the the easy uh, vote in, and that was more of a tenured kind of name brand recognition of Chris Paul because right. I felt Devin Booker had a better season than was having a better season last season than than Chris Paul. Dejounte Murray is at that point right now where now that you see him in the All Star light, I do believe people will see him as an NBA All Star, um, regardless of the the team's success. That being said, I believe. As the Spurs' young nucleus continues to grow, he can be everything that Devin Booker has become to Phoenix, what, you know, John Moran has been to Memphis. I think DeJounte Murray is, I used to say, he could not be the number one on -hmm. on the Spurs' team for the Spurs to be successful. But I believe the Spurs have an opportunity to do something Portland did not do, and that is to look at what DeJounte needs and fill the roster with talent around him to allow him to flourish and not right. just make it the Jante stat, stat show a la Russell Westbrook in OKC or Damian Lillard in Portland where he's just putting the whole team on his mm-hmm. back. This, DeJounte has the ability, his facilitation, his versatility, he can play well with others, and that goes a long way for young superstars. You, you know, I still think it's going to be a mountain to climb for DeJounte to go back again, uh, simply because of the talent out there in the West. Uh, what I don't, just the NBA, you know, because you know how they do, you know, they do the Westies and then they mix it all together, you know, for Team LeBron or Team Durant. But um, it took a lot. I don't, I still don't think fan, like if we're going to go with the fan vote, it would not surprise me next year uh, when the, when the first fan vote returns come out that DeJounte Murray's not on the list among guards. It'll still be a popularity contest. And who, you know, I think it'll take the Spurs having to have a really good record as well. Popovich said it this past, uh, this season, saying that, you know, before Murray got picked, that, you know, our, our record is probably going to hurt him. And I now, think it probably did until Draymond Green stepped in. Well, let's say something here, Jeff. This is also something to call out for Spurs fans to recognize, right? You know, we can, as, as as Spurs Nation can say, man, they always forget about us. They always, they don't give us our, our accolades, even when the Spurs were in their 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 winning years on top. Um, that may be true. But at the very least, your fan base has to be supportive, right? Mm-hmm. Wiggins is in the All-Star game because Golden State fans put him there. Right? The, the right. only reason why Wiggins is, is in the All-Star 
playing is because the fan base just basically front-loaded Clay Thompson, Kurt, uh, you know, Steph Curry, of course, deserving, Draymond. And, and Dray, Draymond and Clay Thompson hasn't played enough to really be an all-star, but, but I get it. He is an all-star. But Draymond Green is not having an all-star season, and Wiggins is that, that you could name 10 other forwards that are having better years right now. I would take Edwards out of Minnesota at this point. So right. I say all that to say Spurs fans at the very least need to be doing that. I felt like the Spurs didn't do this or didn't didn't garner enough excitement around DeRozan when he was having a great season last year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like DeJounte right now, Spurs fans have to be excited first. Like the rest of the NBA nation can't be more excited about your player than you are about your own. Yeah, you know, and I get that. You know, the fans got to still do their thing. But then you look at the market size, you know, that's a San Francisco market size getting him in, that being Wiggins. San Antonio, at least what we saw on social media, Quinn, you know, looked like they were trying to get the fan vote out, but it wasn't enough. And I think the Spurs are going to have to really, A, you know, have a really good record next season. B, uh, hopefully DeJounte closes out this season. And I think what really would help him, too, if he can guide this team into the playoffs. Not the play-in, mm. the playoffs. I think if that happens, even if it's the A-seed and they get smashed up by Phoenix or, 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 or Golden State, just the fact that he led him into there, I think that is good because he's going to have to do it. Um, I also look at the fact that this is a team that you know fell off the map. They're not the Tim Duncan, the Kawhi Leonard's. I mean, look at the teams anymore. Look what happened to DeMar. He put up monster numbers in his time in San Antonio. Still didn't make an all-star team. Quinn, how much of a factor is just that it's San Antonio that sometimes doesn't get the fans to vote in a spur? We saw it with DeMar. We saw it to a certain extent this year with DeJounte until Draymond stepped in. Is that a factor into this? It is. It is a factor. And it goes back to what you had just alluded to. The success of the team is going to give the exposure. Um, Because if you recall, when... Kawhi was with San Antonio, even though the Spurs did not get back to the championship, uh, you know, after, you know, the Duncan years. Um, But, and then the way that it all played out with Kawhi. However, at that point in time, Kawhi had established himself as a legit bona fide two-way superstar in the league. And whether the Spurs success happened or not, they saw Kawhi as a legitimate star and and that that from that point it was going to be transferable no matter where he played because they had seen enough of him in the playoffs to your point. So I believe Dejounte will the national recognition comes when nationally he is seen and recognized in that light. People want to see Dejounte Murray, you know, going against the Ja Morant. They want to see him against. Trey Young. They want to see him going against LeBron and how does he fare against Harden? All of those things. Even if the team is better, you know, a basketball fan will recognize the talent and see that, wow, this guy competed even though he was outmanned, he he belongs out there. That guy's a fighter, and I'm a fan of him. And when the first, when the when the nation becomes a fan of the player, then that transcends the team. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose 
from many delicious flavors at Built Bar. Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off once again at Built.com. Uh, with Quinn Hudson, he's with San Antonio Sports Star, host of the Sunday Sports Grill. Make sure to tune into his show every Sunday. You listen to it on their YouTube page, San Antonio Sports Star, on their Twitter at SA Sports Star. And uh, what are the time slot for that? What, what, when should fans start tuning in every Sunday? It's every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 11 to 1. There you go. Make sure to check out Quinn and his crew doing their thing every Sunday on the Sunday Sports Channel. We're, we're talking about DeJounte Murray, and if he is a one-hit wonder when it comes to making the All-Star squad. Look, he made it clear. You know, He enjoyed his time. He talked about meeting Allen Iverson. He revealed that his fanboy moment was meeting Kevin uh, Garnett. Uh, he talked about how it was great to him representing his family, um, the city of San Antonio, the Spurs organization. Everything's good. But again, I, I still think it's going to be a tough road for him to make it again. If Draymond Green's healthy, there's no DeJounte Murray in the All-Star game. Plain and simple. Uh, that's it. You know, Spurs fans, they have no reason to tune into the game. Uh, Derek White, before he got traded to Boston, Quinn, openly said that he took the blame for DeJounte not getting in. in that in, Once it was set before you know, Draymond announced that he couldn't make it, um, he took the blame saying that we were not playing well. The team is not playing well. It's our fault that DeJounte didn't make it in. Also, this too, Quinn, I want to get your thoughts on this as well. How much is the factor that the Spurs this season were not on national TV to help maybe DeJounte's cause? Oh, I think that's a huge, uh, a huge hit to him because he's not getting sh- showcased in, you know, in prime time. And and so a lot of what DeJounte does, although in the All-Star game, he definitely demonstrated his athleticism, explosiveness uh, with his, his self, you know, his alley-oop to himself, which was a great play. He and John Moran had two of the most spectacular plays in the All-Star game, in my opinion. I do believe that you don't get to see him on display. A lot of his work is a is a kind of a continuance of effort. In a, if you, you know, watching the Spurs play, DeJounte's efficient, um, doesn't force a lot of things. And so, that, therefore, he's not going to make the ESPN top 10 plays a lot. Right. You know? But yeah. when you look at the box score at the end, you'll say, wow, look at this guy, man. He, he got a steal, some deflections, set some people up for open looks, you know, made some great baskets, penetrated took the midi, you know, just a little bit of everything. And that's what makes the glue of a team, but at the same time doesn't give you the sizzle that they're often looking for and gives you that national recognition, the highlight plays. Yeah. All right, Quinn, let's uh, let's see what you got here. I know you kind of mentioned it earlier. You don't believe it is, but you really uh, give you a chance to maybe rethink things. 
do you think this was it for him? Do you think this was no. his only sh- uh, showing to representing the Spurs at the All-Star game? No. I think next year uh, DeJounte Murray will get in. I don't think because he's not household right now. So mm-hmm. some players that even aren't playing as All-Star level will still get the fan vote. I do believe he has the respect amongst his peers and the coaches, and I think he will get will get inked in um, as a reserve next year without a injury being an right. open for him to make the roster spot. Yeah, let's make that clear. You know, we're we're talking about not um, you know factors or interfering things to get him in. We're talking about me and Quinn if he can get in outright either via the fan vote or a coach's a selection. That didn't happen for him this past year. Will that be the path for him moving forward? Let us know what you think. Uh, you can let me know on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. And subscribe to Lockdown Spurs or get your favorite podcast. Quinn, any social media they can chime in with you? You can find me on Quinn Hudson on Twitter. Uh, same thing, Quinn Hudson on, on Facebook and Q Wilden Out. And that's Wilden with an N, Q Wilden Out um, on Instagram. By the way, next year's All-Star game is going to be in Utah, not San Antonio. Again, San Antonio gets looked over. It, it, it happens. And that's, you know, that's just one of those things. But honestly, I, I would, who wouldn't want to be in San Antonio in February versus that Utah? That is true. And here's the thing, too. Um, you know, it, it, I think what's really going to hurt San Antonio for re having another all-star game is just the stock show and rodeo. That's what it's just as a big interference. No, that's a big, big calendar collision among the all-star game and what San Antonio puts on every year. So unless they move the, all the, uh, the, the, uh, and rodeo to a different time day of the month, you know, we'll see, but maybe Quinn, maybe one day San Antonio would get to relive what, uh, what I went through, what you probably saw back in the day in the nineties when the loan, NBA All-Star came to San Antonio in 1996. What a time was it to be in San Antonio. Hey, speaking of the uh, Spurs, uh, some guy by the name of Manu Ginobili. You know him. You know, just a team legend. That's all, Quinn. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is now a finalist for enshrinement into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Ah, Quinn, well-deserved. He deserves all the love that he's going to get, but is he a lock to get into uh, into Springville as a, a first ballot first ballot guy? Will we see his name be announced down the road? Absolutely, absolutely, he will be, um, and it's important for basketball fans to always understand that this is the Basketball Hall of Fame, not just the NBA Thank Hall you. of Fame. Thank you, Chris. Right. And so you when you look at the body of work that Manu has played and the the success that he had in Argentina and then take it further, who he was for the Spurs organization in their championship run. Not only did he, you know, people, it's easy to say, oh, he came off the bench, but he was a legit starter and he was in the games when they counted. And he is a two way player. And he was a he is absolutely an instrumental in the success of the franchise and 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 changed the game. The the Euro step, the ability mm-hmm. to go left, 
the step back, he, he could be a facilitator. He could have easily been a point forward his entire career. He just demonstrated he could play with the ball, without the ball, and be just a, a pest on defense. He gained the respect of people like Kobe Bryant, um, who recognized that he yep. had to account for Manu when they played the Spurs. And that when you know people like Kobe, who was meticulous in strategizing a way to attack a team, when they put a person like Manu on the radar, that shows that, uh, the level of respect and the impact that he had to the game. He absolutely is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I agree with you. Uh, there is no reason why he should not be a first ballot guy. Uh, his resume speaks for itself. I mean, he, he led Team Argentina to defeat the USA on, a, on an international stage. The first team to do that since the uh, dream teams were assembled out of Indianapolis. He um, you know, brought gold medal, bronze medal, just medals, Olympic medals to his home country. Uh, you know, we, for, we think that it was just NBA in Argentina. You know, he, you know, he played for Italy and, and got so many accolades. He was listed as one of the 50 greatest Euro European players as far as playing in the Euro League. I know he's not European, but he played in the Euro League. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but still named, you know, among the Euro League's best. Uh, of course, you know, ushering in the golden generation of Argentinian basketball. Oh, it was Manu, it was Fab, it was Luis Scola, it was Andres Nocioni, it was Walter Herman. It was just so many came in and he led the way. Of course, in the NBA stage, you know. Whew, you know, the Euro. I mean, DeJounte Murray talked about that too out of the All-Star game, said that's Manu's move. He brought it here. James Harden mm-hmm. openly says that he patterns his game off Manu Ginobili, which is perfect because Manu Ginobili blocked the you-know-what out of him in the, uh, out in the AT&T Center <laughs> that is still ringing with fans. Uh, and even a guy like Kyrie Irving you know, says that, no, I, I got the Euro from Manu. You know, I mean, Manu just did so much. Uh, Interesting note, though, Quinn, to get your thoughts on this. Becky Hammond was not named as a finalist. She's been passed over now for, I think, now the fourth, third or fourth time. Now, she did make it to the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. That's a lock. But as far as the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, she gets passed over again. Your thoughts? It's disappointing, uh, given her contributions of what she has meant to the game. Um, I, I'm a... I'm still optimistic that I believe, you know, she's still writing her story and, you know, the book is not over. So this is going to be her body of work. And when it's all said and done, then it will have the take into account, you know, what she did as a player, as a coach, mm-hmm. as a person running personnel and basketball operations. I feel like in the end, um, and who knows if, if that still takes her to – if her goals and aspirations are still to coach in the NBA to one day be a head coach. But even if not, it will demonstrate that on all levels of the game, from player to personnel, she's demonstrated to be a strong contributor for basketball. And I think in the end, her body of work will speak for itself, even if she hasn't gotten her due on both the coaching or the recognition for being a nominee. Yeah, I was a little disappointed about that. I, I thought for sure she was going to be in there, you know, named among the uh, finalists for enshrinement. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you, you know, I, I get it. I mean, you look at the competition that she had ahead of her. I mean, it's tough. It really is tough. Yeah. Now, not to say she, was, she wasn't she was a great uh, basketball player. She was, you know, Colorado, WNBA, overseas, you know, where she's meant for the game. We get all that. Mm-hmm. But I was a little, little, uh, a little ticked off, Quinn. I'm not going to lie. 
that uh, yeah. her I, name I, was I, not listed there. Jeff, I feel I, I mean I feel some type of way about everything in her career. I feel like she's at the window looking in, and she should be inside. And 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 that goes from the head coaching opportunity in the NBA uh, to the nomination and, and being the considered for the Hall of Fame. I feel like she it's she's arrived, but she hasn't been recognized as already arrived. And yeah. so it's almost as if she still has something that needs to be proven for her to get the you know to to get her flowers right now. And I believe she's deserving of it, but. You know, like a lot of times, going back to even as we were speaking of DeJounte Murray, sometimes it's not, you know, he's having an all-star season this year, um, but he didn't get recognized, didn't get made, you know, voted in to be an all-star. And sometimes you you will have to have demonstrated over time for, for everybody else that's a little slow to the recognition to see it. Um, so I hope she continues and doesn't let that discourage her her efforts and she continues with her success on everything she puts her hands on and demonstrates she's every well as deserving as everybody who's actually in ahead of her. Yeah, I yeah, I just you know, for me it just bothered me like this is like the third or fourth time that she's been passed over, you know. She was obviously they don't think that she's first ballot material, which is, you know, I'm a little, a little perturbed by that. I think she is. But I think so. Yeah, you know, hopefully she'll get in next go round. Uh, but uh, we'll find out for Mono Ginobili if he is a lock. He should be a lock uh, for the uh, Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame in September. Now, during the, uh, so- Jeff, I want to ask you something real quick. So this is something. Now, we know with DeJounte, this, you know, Draymond Green, what he said uh, on his behalf, you know, that mm-hmm. that carried some weight. And that got some recognition of him even speaking on that. Is and I know it's not the Spurs' way to lobby, but at any time, if Popovich spoke out, do you think that would carry some impact? I think it would, but that's not Pop's style, though. He won't do that. I know. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I think it does carry weight, you know, but I just really don't think he will do that. Um, I, you know, the players definitely were doing that, you know. Um, from Derek White before he got traded to Lonnie, everybody was saying that he was, but Popovich didn't, and that's just the way he is. You know, it's it's not a slight against Dejounte, his player. It's just, you know, Popovich is, you know, get to work. You're here to win, yeah. not for personal you know, accolades. That's just the way he is. But look, you know, I, I think Popovich should have been in by now as well because coaches are on a different type of level. Like you don't have to be retired from the game to get in as a coach. You can still be coaching and get in. Um, he's still yeah. not in there, <laughs> you know, so yeah. perhaps he's saying, yeah, I'm not, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, uh, pass it, pass me over. But no, no, I, I get it. You know, um, you know, I think, I think um, I just, I just, I know we're going back to the first segment here, but it's just, I'm just really, really going to be interested in how, you know, next year for the all-star voting fan voting, if he's done enough to garner the fan vote, because I still think, Quinn is still going to be a popularity this past season, next season, seasons to go on. I mean, DeJounte could be dropping triple doubles as he is right now next season. Oh, but if, you know, Clay Thompson has one night of, of six three-pointers in a row, oh, he's in. Fans are going to be, oh, no, he's good. He's better. You know, it's just the way it is. They, they live in the moment. But they don't see the complete body of work. Uh, but hopefully, I think it would also be good for him too, uh, Quinn, 
to get in outright. No help, no injury replacement, just outright. If he gets to that, then we then we know that he's definitely on the map. But I think he's starting to climb on the map now. I think he's becoming slowly a household name. Maybe he's not there yet, but I think he's getting there. Quinn, your thoughts? I do too. I think this is. The, I think he's on his way, and you know, yeah. we we we're continuing to see his improvement since injury. He continues to get better. I I am not at, on the notion that he's reached his ceiling of potential. So mm-hmm. I am very you know encouraged in believing that next year we'll see an even more improved Dejounte Murray that'll be you know he'll he'll add to his toolbox of things that he can do on the floor as teams start to scheme and and work against his tendencies he'll find counter moves and and improve his perimeter shooting and and just be a a a, a very complete oh, player for sure. he already is and for so sure. I, I see him just being more just absolutely being more um dynamic and that will just increase his appeal for sure because i i spoke with um new spur uh josh richardson uh, he mm-hmm. told me that, oh, oh, for sure. Like when he was in Boston, you know, the bulk of their scouting report in the Spurs was how to slow down Dejounte. That was he said that was our big, you know, chunk of our scouting report when we played the Spurs twice. So you know he's at that point already. Know what I haven't noticed, and maybe you can correct me on this. I don't see him commanding double teams yet. I haven't seen that as much this year. No, I haven't either, and um, it is surprising. However, when you look at the makeup of the Spurs team, you can at any time you have these three, you'll have three players on the floor that are very similar. Um, and so that probably would be difficult to scheme because if okay. you allow yeah. Kelvin to free flow of a cell, you know, it, it will create other dynamics. So, and DeJounte's basketball IQ is so that he would see that and exploit it. So they probably do have to play a more honest than you would like say a Westbrook where, you know, the ball's not likely to to come back out yeah, exactly. or even if you are collapsing on him. So that's a credit to DeJounte that you have to play him uh, upright, knowing that he'll make the right basketball play. And now you, do you really want McDermott getting a wide open look? So these are the these are the challenges they're going to face. And going back to something we've talked about in the past, Jeff, if the Spurs get that other piece, a solid front court mm-hmm. player, it will just ah. make it a a a nightmare for a team trying to scheme against these very versatile wing players that are long and athletic. They are just one young big man that can stretch the floor away from really shortening this rebuild. I really think so. I really think so. They got all the other pieces. You know, you're going to see them, a majority of these guys, if they're still on the roster, you know, unless Brian Wright gets, you know, happy, trade happy again in the offseason. But if they stay intact, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Keldon, I'm definitely looking at him to take a DeJounte Murray-esque big leap next season. Uh, I think he's starting to a little bit already. I think the three shot is helping him a lot, but I really want to yeah. see him next season. Um no, we don't know about Lonnie yet. You know, he is a RFA, restricted free agent. Uh, but mm-hmm. as since the trade, he's been playing a lot better. Uh, DeJounte is only going to continue to climb. I, I I really think Vassell might just take the league by storm next season. I think he is just really, really looking good. If I'm him, if I'm his teammate, or I'm Popovich, I'm cutting out the roster for the Rising Stars with him not on it, slapping it on his locker room. Just saying, look at that every day. Just look at that every day. Tell me that I can't feel you. Uh, to be in a better player, but yeah, you know, DeJounte definitely did well 
forced the city of San Antonio, the Spurs, out of the All-Star game. But is this it for him? We're done talking. We want to hear from you. Quinn, one more time, tell us what's going on at the Sports Grill. All that good stuff what you got cooking at the Star. Every Sunday, we're definitely going to talk in the offseason. We're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, the moves they need to make, and other moves going on in the NFL. We're definitely going to be right in the second half of the NBA season when things take off and looking at the Spurs when they make this final push to get into the play-in tournament. I believe they can do that. And we're going to talk about other off-season things that we want to talk about that are just off the cuff. We talk about streaming, programming, movies, <laughs> Marvel. So, yeah, tune in every Sunday, 11 to 1. That's it. Make sure to check out the Sunday Sports Girl with Quinn Hudson, Brandon Medina, and the rest of the crew out there at the San Antonio Sports Star, 1250 AM, 103.3 FM. The new letter, the new number is out there for them, uh, guys. You know, and they, there's no excuse now. They got themselves a big antenna now for you to not tune in to their shows over at the star subscribe to lockdown spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast google play stitcher itunes the list goes on and on and on we thank you for making lockdown spurs your first listen each and every day uh, a couple days ago uh we did a um, locked on nba roundtable myself uh the locked on host of the uh, kings the knicks the pelicans um the, the, basically the the bottom end of the west and the east Got together, we talked about exactly what to expect from uh, these lower-end teams record-wise moving forward. Go to Locked On NBA and subscribe to it right now. Check out that um, podcast. Quinn, we need to do this more often, buddy. Absolutely, Jeff. It's a lot of fun, man. I'm excited, and I'm looking forward to seeing what this you know post-trade spur continues to do in the last part of the season. We must do this again. We have to do it again. Yeah. So, but by the way, I heard you say playoffs, not play in for San Antonio this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I said it at the beginning <laughs> of the year. I felt like the talent was here already with or without Derek White. I felt like the talent was here. And I believe now that the, the players know who, what they got, they know who's going to be here. I feel like there's going to be that cohesiveness going to come together and they're going to rally. Absolutely. He is Quinn Hudson. So, for Quinn Hudson, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting in the lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. 